This is Firepower, only at Bandog Video. And now, your host, Will Johnson. Good evening. Welcome to FirepowerNews.com. Bandot Video, Bandot Video. It is Monday, Monday, and here it comes. Impeachment is on its way, right? They're going to start up this whole hoax again starting Wednesday, okay? <laughs> All right, here it is, December 2nd, 2019. And the Democrats are fast-tracking this impeachment hoax, okay? That's exactly what it is. The Democrats are under the impression that the American people are too naive to understand the agenda. You know, the agenda that the Democrats are doing against President Trump. They think that we're naive and we don't understand it. The Democrats are pushing this idea that if you don't present the evidence that they are looking for, you're obstructing justice. Let me give you a scenario. Let's say the law authorities come to you asking for recordings or documentation that you never had or that you've never done. Because you don't have this documentation and you don't hand it over to the authorities, they are saying that you are obstructioning justice. This is exactly what the Democrats are saying that President Trump is doing. Because President Trump doesn't have what they are looking for. They're saying that he's holding information back. He's hiding information. He put it on the secret server in the White House. Now, the American people know well, at least majority of the American people know that there's nothing there. But yet the Democrats continue to keep going down this path as if there's something there. There's nothing after three years of active investigations. The Democrats have come up with zero, completely nothing on their claims on President Trump. If they had anything, they would have presented it. Not them putting in plugs about, you know, it's possible President Trump was doing this. Or, for example, that President Trump, you know, they, they did a parody of how President Trump may have had a conversation on the phone. Remember Shifty Chef? He even admitted that he did a parody about what President Trump said on the phone call. So they don't have anything. So this leaves the, the all of this started with the dossier. I mean, think about it. All this started with the dossier, which the left is completely disregarding when it comes to how they all got started in the first place. I mean, how did we get here? Now, I think majority of those in the Democrat, they don't really care how it got started, just as long as it's uh, something that's going to end the result of getting rid of President Trump. That, I think that's all they care for. So instead, as, as a, uh, the, the, as an ending result, okay, the left, they spend time looking for something that we all know there's nothing there, right? They spend all this time, time, money, resources trying to impeach President Trump when they all know there's nothing there. As a result, they completely ignore who funded Fusion GPS. Do you remember that? Do you recall that? Who funded G G Fusion GPS? Who funded the whole dossier to begin with? These are questions that the liberal media will not ask. They're not even doing investigating reporting any longer. They could care less. Nine times out of 10, will we see the left do anything they say they're going to do when it comes to the American people? No. Nine times out of 10, they're not. be honest with you, I think it's 10 times out of 10 because we've yet to see the Democrats do anything. They're still waiting until they can find something. 
They're waiting until they can find something on President Trump. That's all that they care about. They can care less about anything else. We just got to keep looking until we find something. That's what they're saying. Do you recall when Trump was elected and when he was being sworn in in 2017? He said that he is giving the country back. And I think that is exactly why they are all upset, because President Trump is giving the country back to us, the American people. And because he's giving it back to us, the elitists, the globalists, they are upset because as long as President Trump is in the White House and he's giving the country back to us, it means they can no longer control us, which they've been successful doing in the past. Okay, so ban that video. Go to ban that video. We're going to talk about this. We're going to show in clips. We're going to clip for you on impeachment. Ban that video. We'll see you in a minute. Why don't you stand one of your lawyers to represent your point of view before the House of Speakers? Because the whole thing is a hoax. Everybody knows it. All you have to do is look at the words of the Ukrainian president that he just issued, and you know it's a hoax. It's an absolute disgrace what they're doing to our country. Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, Myself and Tom Pepper is here tonight. We're going to rock the house. We're going to talk about it. Impeachment starts this Wednesday. They think they have all the goods on President Trump. They have nothing. Tom, thank you for coming and joining us. I know you were out Friday under the weather a little bit. Hope you're a lot better now. But, uh, you know, this whole hoax against President Trump, it started three years ago. I mean, the dossier, Fusion GPS, all of it started then because they saw they, they were upset because President Trump was like no other politician, someone that they could control. Well, and the big irony, and it's great to be back, Will, but the big irony is, of course, Fusion GPS, that whole dossier, all comes from Christopher Steele, who is, guess what, a foreign agent. But there is no no outcry over Hillary Clinton. And, by the way, that whole thing came from a Republican outlet on the Internet. that You would know the name if I said it, but we won't out them on this broadcast. <laughs> so there's no outrage over uh, the Democrats in the deep state using a foreign agent to come up with dirt on President Trump that they could then use to either keep him from being elected or discredit his presidency and make it an ineffective one. No outcry whatsoever over that. But my goodness, if you have a phone call with Christopher Steele, it's the end of the or I'm sorry, if you have a phone call with the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, Zelensky then it's the end of the world. But Will, I also want to note that they told us this is how it was going to go. This is all so scripted. It is all so rehearsed. Nancy Pelosi said from the onset that the, right after Thanksgiving, we would be looking at moving forward with the impeachment process. Well, here we are. It's going to start up the Wednesday after Thanksgiving. They couldn't even give us a week of peace, and we're already right back into it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They couldn't even give us a week. They were like, no, we got to do this now. We got to do this now. They're fast-tracking this whole impeachment hearing. We played video clip last week where even on a, well, I think it was either MSDNC or a criminal news network. It was one of them, but they were saying that this impeachment hearing is going by so fast. We can't even keep up. There's no way for us to know what's going on. I don't think ever in the history of this country have they ever done something so fast. If you ever can imagine this, Tom, imagine this. 
Imagine the Democrats working so hard for the American people. Imagine if the Democrats did so much for the American people. Imagine if the Democrats would get off their lazy butts and did something positive for the American people <laughs> in such a fast manner. But no, this impeachment hearing, they are so excited about fast tracking this to get President Trump. I'm like, really? I mean, there should be some kind of bail signals to go off into everyone's mind. But no, they were like, oh, we got to get him. We got to get him. We can chew gum and walk, too. That's what they're saying. <laughs> well, you know, this is a Congress. This is a country that will sometimes go without a budget for something. It feels like a decade since we've had a real budget passed in this country. You get omnibus after omnibus and emergency spending bill after emergency spending bill. So we can do all of this, but we we can do all this impeachment, but we can't do something as simple as pass a budget. We can't do something as simple as reform the VA. We can't do something as simple as build the wall. We can't pass USMCA. We can't do anything, but you're right. We can do this at breakneck speed, two weeks. Never mind that every other impeachment going back to the 1860s and 70s has taken months, years. It drags on forever because they're trying to do it the right legal way. Well, no, in 2019, it takes about six weeks. And if the groundhog doesn't come out and he doesn't see a shadow, <laughs> then it'll only take eight weeks. I mean, it's unbelievable. I don't even think they're looking for the groundhog. I think if the groundhog come out, the Democrats might try to shoot it. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. Oh, wait a minute. But that's like having the access to a gun. You know, they want to get rid of that. But anyway, why do you think they, I mean, so we have another clip. And with Ke Kellyanne Conway, where she's talking to, I think it was, uh, she was, I forget who she was on with, but she was on there talking about why uh, Trump is not going to be impeached, you know, and they hate Kellyanne Conway, Kellyanne Conway, because when she comes out, she comes out with the facts. And I think it was actually on Fox News, but she comes out with the facts and she and she doesn't let them, no matter who it is, Fox News, the Criminals News Network, DNC, MSDNC, she doesn't care who it is. She will not let them spin it in any kind of way. So let's go to that video clip with Kellyanne. Explain the strategy from the White House perspective on the heels of the letter from the White House lawyer last night. On October 8th, the White House counsel made very clear this is an illegitimate and unconstitutional process, and we maintain that. Uh, Twelve witnesses, 30 hours later, there's no, there are no bombshells, a lot of bombs. Uh, I keep hearing all these analogies and comparisons to the Nixon and impeachment and the Clinton impeachment, and the fact is that there were there were uh, there was evidence of crimes there direct evidence uh bill clinton lied under oath before the grand jury on august 17 1998 i remember watching it live the, the with nixon there were tapes he resigned before he was impeached and removed from office and yet we see no crime here where we're still looking for a crime let alone a high crime and a misdemeanor that would justify impeaching and removing a democratically legitimately elected president from office and bill make no mistake the Democrats and their allies have been at this for over three years. Even before Donald Trump was inaugurated as our 45th president, they were busy trying to impeach him. The Washington Post ran it 19 minutes after he swore an oath of office. Uh, the president and the first lady were headed into a nice lunch at the Capitol, thanking Bill and Hillary Clinton for being there. So they, they think they finally got him. They don't. But what they don't have is any justification to upend what the voters wanted, which is Donald Trump to be their president. And they should just admit they have no idea how to beat him in 2020. They fear 
that he will be reelected, so they need to remove him before that. And, Bill, I can't okay. tell you, All the right. split Let screen me, uh, that we're seeing in front of us, where's the president going? He's going to the 70th anniversary of NATO. You cannot think of a bigger, brighter contrast than what's happening right now. The president's on his way to NATO, where he has secured over $130 billion in additional NATO funds from NATO members. And you've got the Democrats doing basically nothing for the, the American do people. The do-nothing Democrats, Tom, the do-nothing Democrats are doing nothing but try to impeach President Trump. And that's their only goal here. President Trump is going over to NATO to take care of business that's going to represent. He's going to represent the American people. He's going to take care of business that is going to benefit the American people. And what do the Democrats do, Tom? The Democrats are doing nothing but this whole impeachment thing. They're still trying to impeach President Trump because they don't like him because, oh, bad man, orange man, bad. And you know what, Tom? Someone sent me a message. Someone sent me a message saying, you know, every time they say that, isn't that racist? Orange man bad. I mean, it really is. Orange Americans are by far too marginalized in this country, Will. But, you know, the, what this all makes me think of is it used to be kind of the official or at least unofficial policy of Congress. When the president is out of the country, when he is doing the business of the nation, when he's in NATO or maybe he's a G7 or whatever it may be, the idea is to not say anything bad about the president because it will weaken his bargaining power while he is on the world stage. But of course, under Trump, this all goes out the window because he's so vile, he's so racist, he's so orange, whatever it is about this guy, when we really know, it's because they don't control him. They don't have a, a chain around his neck that they can tighten should he step one inch out of line. They can't control him, so they hate him so much that while he's out there doing the business of the country, while he is out there meeting with the Queen of England and meeting with all of these people yes. in Europe, they're going to be undermining him. They're going to be talking about how they can get him out of office. I mean, we've got Nancy Pelosi telling foreign leaders that she has as much power as President Trump and that his vote and his election means nothing. It's an absolute disgrace to this country. But at this point, I mean, uh, Congress has very little redeemable about it. It's not good TV. It's not entertaining. They're not passing yeah. any bills. Nope. It's a disgrace. Yeah, it is. You're, I mean, it's, they have nothing. And they keep pushing the same thing over and over and over until they get people to start believing it. And they've, they've been successful because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't have brain cells that rub together. And they're believing every bit of it. Another example of that is what Shifty Shift is doing. Shifty Shift is saying that President Trump should have to answer for his obstruction. And just like in my monologue, they want to make up something. So when we come back from the break, we're just going to come out strong with that clip with Shifty Schiff talking about President Trump obstructed justice. If you didn't do anything, Tom, and you don't have the paper that said you did it, you can't hand anything over. But because he doesn't have it, they're saying he's obstructed justice. It's crazy. Okay, so we'll be back. Firepower News with Tom Pepper, Will Johnson. Band out video. Band out video. We'll be back in a minute. To consider that if we allow this obstruction to succeed, if we allow them to draw us out endlessly in the courts, then it does make the impeachment clause a non-entity. It means Congress will forever be incapable of doing any oversight. Why should any future president answer a congressional subpoena? Uh, the Republicans who take this position today, I guarantee you, yeah. will rue the day they did. See, that's, that's him threatening Republicans. 
Y'all hear that? That's, that's him threatening Republicans for not doing what he wants, what the Democrats want, Tom. That's him threatening Republicans. If you don't go along with this whole impeachment hoax, you are going to regret it. President Trump should just automatically give up any rights that he has. President Trump, you should just give it up. You should just give them, make up something so they will be happy. But because President Trump is not doing that, he's obstructing justice, Tom. It is truly bizarre the way that these Democrats, high-profile Democrats, seemingly threaten Republicans on a regular basis. You have Adam Schiff seeming to threaten any Republican congressman who doesn't go along with whatever he wants. The other day, we, of course, saw Joe Biden threaten Rudy Giuliani. I mean, it's just really bizarre. And then a second point, Will, it seems as if Mr. Bug-Eyed Adam Schiff has been told (laughs) that doing this is not very telegenic. And so now he's making up for it by blinking entirely too much. I think this is his new strategy to look normal, to blink approximately seven times every second, which actually, if you, uh, I've studied uh, human uh, uh, body language, that's a sign you're lying. So it's very interesting, Will. Oh, yeah. Well, he, you know, he's very good at lying. I mean, he lied to the American people when he was sitting there on the, 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 the booth or the podium, what have you sitting there in front of Congress and say he's doing a parody, which he blatantly lied. Okay, but we, we already know about all about that. So we have another clip here. This is one from uh, Senator John K- Kennedy, where the Bill of Rights is not on the menu. Now, you remember, remember Tom? Oh, I'm sorry. You remember, Tom, we've had a discussion before, and I think you brought it up once before, Tom, how the Democrats want to get rid of the Bill of Rights and how they want to rewrite it. Do you recall that? I do, Will, and it's very true. I mean, they're doing away with the entire Bill of Rights one step at a time. And President Trump is really the guinea pig for all of this, because if they can do it with President Trump today, then there's certainly nothing stopping them from doing it to his supporters tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. So we have this clip. Let's go to this clip. John Kennedy. Have they allowed the president to call his own witnesses? No. Have they allowed him to have his lawyer present? No. Have they allowed him to offer rebuttal evidence? No. Have they allowed him to cross-examine the witnesses that were handpicked by Speaker Pelosi? No. Now, whether you like the president or you don't, okay. we both, I know, agree with due process. Nobody is above the law, Chuck, but nobody's beneath the law, and the Bill of Rights right. is not an a la carte menu. It's not. Well, the, only, the only problem with his statement is that the Democrats are above the law, Tom. Because the Democrats can break the law and nothing happens to them. Not a single person that we all know has done something completely wrong. Deleting 30,000 plus emails, uh, uh, destroying physical evidence like cell phones and nothing happens. It's perfectly fine. I mean, if, well, if, no. if, if they came to you or to me real quick, if they came to you or to me and they said, well, we need your cell phone because we have to enter it into evidence, but all of a sudden you get a hammer and start smashing it. We're going to go to jail. That is truly obstructing justice. They're blaming President Trump for what they actually done. 
Right. Well, and this is a pattern with the left that I, I fear will, I fear we're going to see it continue. But Hillary, of course, uh, did some of the most atrocious things in modern history that anybody can remember. She broke State Department protocol with her little bathroom email service. Then she destroyed the server with bleach bit. I mean, it, it, it's totally incomprehensible. If somebody in a business setting did that, they would be sued. They would be blacklisted. They would never be allowed to work another day in their life in that industry. They'd wind up working if they're lucky fry cook at McDonald's. But Hillary Clinton does that, and instead you get one of the highest law officials in the land, the highest, really. You get James Comey, the director of the FBI, who comes out and said, what she did was wrong, but it does not <laughs> raise to the level of prosecution, or whatever his little uh, insane BS statement was. And frankly, Will, I'm a little bit worried that we're going to see this again. We're going to continue to see Democrats as uh, the December 9th IG report approaches. We're going to yes. see them get away with nothing. Yeah, and even, what what is her name? Is it Lisa Page, right? Lisa Page? Mm-hmm. Now she's in the news. We're not going to show any clips of her, but Lisa Page is now, like, coming out of her shell. She's all of a sudden breaking her silence. And the reason why she's breaking her silence is because for what you just said, the IG report, December 9th, she, she they have to get ahead of it. And the, the Criminal News Network and MSDNC and the rest of the liberal media, they're all helping them build up their case before it's released. And they're already saying whatever comes out of it is not going to be real, not going to be valid. I mean, it's it's crazy. So we have another clip here with Klobuchar where she's trying to say that Republicans would vote for her, that she's right down the middle. Republicans, Democrats, they all love her. That's exactly what they say. Now, I don't know about you, Tom, but if it's between her, well, I do know about you, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I have a good guess. <laughs> if it's between her and and President Trump, we're both voting for Trump. I mean, it's it's kind of obvious, right? So uh, let, let's go to this clip here where, where they she's on the view where she's trying to make it like, oh yeah, she is. But then they called her on it. Actually, let's go to it. This up. Here's my issue. Because um, you constantly talk about bringing this country together. You say, I'm the candidate that even Republicans can like. People that voted for Trump. You look at impeachment. It's not at all bipartisan. Not even one single Republican has voted for this. Not even one. And you compare that to when uh, Clinton was faced with impeachment. 31 Democrats voted to open the inquiry. So if you're for bringing this country together, I feel like this impeachment is only causing us to be, as you said, 50-50. It's as far apart as you get. Lot. Yeah. To me, 50 percent is a lot. But where's the other half of the Well, I, again, I don't, I don't look at the polls. But not one not one. That's not look, a poll, though. That's, that's actually okay. a vote in the Okay, okay. but I look at it, good point. I look at it as our constitutional mm-hmm. duty. The chips will fall where they may. They're going to have to make their own individual decisions. But at some point, we have to realize they don't represent where the American people are on so many things. And their the party, their party needs to change. But the difference between uh, between Bill Clinton, Tom, and President Trump, Bill Clinton actually lied on their oath. They're here, in this case, with President Trump, they're speculating what President Trump may have or may have not done. There's nothing there. Well, that's right. I mean, uh, we're running short on time, so I won't go too far into this. But this is a woman who, uh, you know, Dr. Savage, Michael Savage, aired clips on our show before. He likes to call Kellyanne Conway the barfly. Well, the barfly is not Kellyanne Conway. The barfly is this crazy woman, Amy Klobuchar, who somehow thinks that she's electable to Democrats, let alone conservatives. I guess maybe she's going for the George W. Bush thing of she seems like she'd be fun to have a drink with, but I just don't <laughs> think it works. The woman's insane. She has no electability. No Democrats are going to uh, be for her because she's trying to purport herself as a centrist. Meanwhile, she alienates Republicans 
Republicans constantly by going for impeachment, doing whatever the party wants. This is really just proof of how insane, out of touch and far left the Democrats have gotten where you can get this crazy woman who wants to impeach President Trump for no reason. I mean, this is worse than it depends what is is or the the definition of is. This is so much crazier than anything we've ever seen. And she's the centrist. She's the one we can all rally behind. It's (laughs) unfathomable. Yeah, and this is this is where the country is headed. This is where the Democrats are leading all of us in this nation. Okay, so when we come back, everyone, we're going to show you Creepy Joe. Now, get your razors out. Get your razor blades out because you're going to need them when we come back. Crazy Joe, you need your razor blades for this one. You'll understand when we come back. Firepowernews.com. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn, uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. I mean, that's just, and I tell you what. I mean, that's just sick, Tom. I mean, this is a grown pervert. This man, he is a straight up pervert. See, he's rubbing, stroking on the little child next to him. And then he's talking about kids rubbing up and down his leg because of the hair is turned blonde. I mean, who in their right mind does something? I mean, seriously. And this is, this, this is the, the representative <laughs> of the Democrat party that they say can, can beat President Trump. <laughs> well, not only that, this, Will, this is, this is the guy that President Trump had to enlist Ukraine to beat. We needed Ukraine's help. <laughs> Yes. We couldn't, we couldn't rub the hair, Will. We needed Ukraine to get in on this hair rubbing action. I mean, what a creep. I mean, on one level, you want to just say, get this. Somebody's grandpa walked up to the microphone. Somebody go get him and take him back to the old folks home where he'll be safe. On the other hand, you got to sit there and think, I mean, I, I, I've seen the wider context of that, and it still doesn't make sense. That was the most bizarre Joe moment yeah. that we've seen so far. And, you know, for a guy whose new campaign slogan is, and I'm being serious here, no malarkey, that seems to be all he has to offer. <laughs> it's sick. I mean, seriously, it's sick. And, I mean, where's the left at on it? I mean, they're like, okay, just don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Sweep it on the rug. And they're like, Okay. Okay. Hide it. Hide it. Okay. That didn't actually happen. Let's move on. Let's talk about Ukraine. Let's talk about Russia. Let's talk about anything but Joe Biden. They are pushed. The only reason why they have uh, Joe Biden there is because they're using Joe Biden as a whole scandal with Ukraine to try to get at President Trump, which there's nothing there. If you want to look at the true scandal, Look no further than Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden. But see, they don't want to do that because that would be doing the right thing. They have a different agenda. So we have another clip, Tom. This is with uh, President Trump campaign video of uh, Biden confused uh, stummering. Not sure what that means. It's in my notes here. But <laughs> this is another this is another video. Let's just go to the video and then we'll come back and talk about it. President Obama reportedly told Joe Biden directly, quote, you don't have to do this, Joe. You really don't. 
That is not a joke. That is a natural fact. I think Biden looked unsteady at many points. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. He's not the most polished speaker anymore. The president thinks, uh, my friend from Vermont thinks that. Watching his long, winding answers that don't really make sense in recent debates has also raised the question as to whether that has gotten worse and whether he is up for this. The fact is that the bills that the president, that, excuse me, the future president here. There's a lot of people who are concerned about uh, Joe Biden's ability to carry the ball all the way across the end line without fumbling. Go to Joe 30330. He looked kind of unsteady and almost deer in the headlights. So what are we doing? What's going on right now? He's not that good at this. I mean, he's clearly not that strong a candidate thinking on his feet. Anyway, my time's up. I'm sorry. I think there are some concerns, and they've been man they've been expressed by Democrats themselves. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Over whether Joe Biden is equipped to withstand a very grueling campaign. We choose truth over facts. Joe Biden was really shaky, both because he was stumbling through his answers. I'm the vice president of the United States. And also because the substance of those answers hasn't really gotten better. Those details are irrelevant. I think we're going to see growing questions, wondering if he has the mental and physical stamina to get through this campaign. I love this place. I love, look, what's not to like about Vermont in terms of the beauty of it? And what a neat town. Obama warned Biden's aides to make sure Biden didn't embarrass himself. Imagine what would happen if, God forbid, Barack Obama had been assassinated. Real conversation that is happening among Democrats. Has he lost a step? Uh, is he is he too shaky? I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. There are definitely moments where you listen to Joe Biden and you just wonder. You just wonder. We all just wonder. What in the world is the Democrat Party doing? Actually, I'm not even wondering that any longer, Tom. And actually, my notes is correct. I was incorrect. It's stumbling. He's a stumbling, bumbling idiot. That's exactly what he is. And they love him. Oh, Joe, Uncle Joe, Uncle Creepy Crazy Joe. It's got to be embarrassing. I mean, for I mean, can you imagine if Joe Biden actually saw that video? That would be extremely embarrassing. I mean, he's he's got to be embarrassed. It's a complete disaster. His campaign is in shambles. It's only propped up because he has the cool black guy effect. Well, maybe I've got that after being on with you every <laughs> night, but that's literally all it is. Um, but, you know, just imagine a lot of people include I mean, Joe Biden was hinting, saying, yeah, I'm going to run four years ago back in 2015 and 16. And of course, he was mourning the death of his son. So he ultimately decided not to run. A lot of Democrats were very upset with him because they thought if he had run instead of Hillary Clinton, if he'd been the candidate to go up against Trump, then we might have President Joe Biden. Just imagine, Will, if for the last three years that man were our president and he can't oh form a God. sentence coherently, he can't figure out what state he's in, he's telling people to turn on the record player. It's it's really a frightening prospect. <laughs> Dude, this, this, this country will exponentially be going down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. He can't talk. Is it dentures? Is it old age? What is it? Why can't he speak the language that you and I, I mean, speak? It's bizarre. Yeah. He does it every single day, exponentially. <laughs> he does it every single day. We see it every day, more and more. Just every day. It increases every day, every day, exponentially. I mean, we see it all the time with Joe Biden and the Democrats. Look at the impeachment inquiry. They, they're all insane. Every last one of them. And, and you know what? 
Cory Booker, he's just coming out saying something about Joe Biden, trying to be soft about it because, you know, he doesn't want to be mean to Joe Biden because he wants all of Joe Biden's voters, you know? So he's like being nice about it. But at the same time, he takes a little stab because like, you know, Joe needs to go and, you know, pick me. Same thing with Booty Jez, Elizabeth Warren, Camilla Crazy Harris. I think she dropped out, right? Did she drop out? No, her campaign. No, her, yeah, her campaign. Her campaign yeah. guy dropped out. So this is this is a wonderful example. Her campaign manager, associate, whatever he was, dropped down, said it was yeah. a terrible campaign to work for, treated terribly. And he went from Camilla Harris. right? Was, exactly. It's like going from uh, <laughs> he, the guy made it off the Titanic and he jumped right on the Hindenburg. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so let's get to this other clip. Before we go out, this is uh, well, we still got a little time because we got two more clips actually. But let's go to this one uh, because we have to show this exponentially. <laughs> go with it. Exponentially, 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 exponentially better. Exponentially. Exponentially, 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 exponentially. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> Tom, exponentially, he's done. <laughs> His lack of understanding of the English language is definitely expanding exponentially. I mean, it's one of those words you hear it said incorrectly enough, and you're like, wait, maybe I'm saying it wrong. Maybe yeah, it's not exponentially. Exactly. Maybe it is exponentially. It's going yeah, to be here. Yeah, I have to go look it up. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, Joe. There's, there's definitely an N in there, not a D. Okay, okay. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. I mean, the dude is, he's not fit to tie his own shoelaces at this point. We have to give it to him. He's an old man. He's still trying, right? We have to still, I mean, he's still trying, right? Uh, yeah, no. This is crazy, creepy Joe. He needs to go. Seriously. He needs to go. So we're going to go out with this video here. This is actually a little short video that actually depicts exactly what Joe Biden is talking about. His hairy legs. All right, let's go to it. And by the way, you know, I got a lot of, I got hairy legs. That turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the sun, and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap, and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. That's just not right. That is so wrong. Ban that video. We'll be back. Bandot.video, that's where we are. Bandot.video, if you're listening, you're watching, go to Bandot.video and do me a favor. Once you go to Bandot.video, go to the left-hand side and scroll down and click on Firepower News. Can you share that link for me? Yes, Bandot.video on the left-hand side. And in most cases, when you come, as soon as you go, if you're on a uh, mobile device, you can just look up and you'll see uh, my picture there. And you can just click on my picture. It should say live up under it. But if you go on the computer, on the top right, it says live TV. You click on that and it takes you directly to the feed as well. Either way, Band.video. <clears throat> Tom, we have another clip. This is with Buttigieg, a boot edge, 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 edge. 
edge, edge. I need a turntable. Edge, 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 boot it, edge. But anyways, he's on here with a pastor. See, now, I I had a discussion earlier where I was talking about Christianity in America, and Christianity in America is under attack. And some people still don't recognize it. And Christianity is is um, one of the main enemies of the left. <clears throat> and I was actually reading an article that was on on a, uh, Infowars. It's actually on Newswars.com, an article on there talking about how in Sweden uh, they they create this whole LGBT thing and they have these churches uh, marrying gay people. And this lady, this particular lady, decided to do a drawing or take a picture. And uh, it was actually a drawing. And she took this drawing and she presented it to the church that was marrying these people. But they originally rejected it. And they said, well, the reason why they're doing the wedding is because it was political and not religious based. But now I think it's seven years later uh, and a different church, a different location decided to go ahead and present the painting and, and, you know, say, yes, it's all about it. And what's in the painting, it shows two men and two women, Adam, Adam and Steve and Eve and Stacy or, or whatever uh, together. And, and, and then the uh, snake is a transgender woman. So uh, it's just, it's just bizarre. But anyways, that's going oh, well, with some something. honesty there. I mean, that the transgenderism is represented as Satan. I mean, I, I can kind of, uh, I, I'm not going to say anything that'll get us all in trouble, <laughs> but I can certainly, uh, I can't sympathize with the, the lesbian or the gay couple. That doesn't make sense to me, but I can no. certainly see transgenderism represented as Satan. But no, I did see that. That was absolutely baffling and bizarre. And you're right. I mean, Christianity, there's Christianity and then there's whatever the hell these churches are pushing nowadays. You got to try and look and turn over oh, yeah. every single stone to find a church that isn't preaching this insanity, whether you're in Europe or the U.S. But I'm sorry, yeah. well, I interrupt you. No, no, you're good. And at the same time, you have pastors that won't even speak what's actually in the Bible any longer because they're afraid of losing their congregation. They're afraid of losing people coming there and saying, wait a minute, you're speaking out against homosexuality, but God wants them to be that way. God is all about love, love. And you know what? They're perverting what love is really all about. But anyways, I, I digress. So we have a pastor here, uh, that says that, you know, uh, boot at edge. He's talking to this pastor with about illegal aliens and he's talking about how it just, I mean, he's so disgusting. And one of the, one of the main things that's really disgusting about this dude, he's just notice the chair that he's in. I'll just put it that way. All right. Let's go through the clip. And one other piece that you uh, mentioned, let me ask you a quick, 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 rapid fire. Do you think we need to also stop allowing forces to demonize, quote unquote, people who are trying to get their immigration status? And we start lifting up all the ways they benefit this country, the money and Social Security, the taxes they pay, the yep. jobs they create. Somewhere, don't we need to say, wait a minute, right. you know. Uh, so, yes, and, and I'm just going to yeah. do some rapid fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the uncomfortable uh, reality is that uh, undocumented folks are, in many ways, like Social Security, subsidizing everybody else. And we need to talk about that. And, and, and shouldn't we have some conversation whenever people say we call people illegal aliens and all these things that are, in, are, are not human and certainly not Christian, why can't we just own in America that the, some of the people that are trying to come from Mexico here are coming back to land we stole. 
Okay, stop it there real quick. The stop, it right there. Stop, the stop, it, stop it, stop it, stop it right there. Stop it right there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, Tom. We gotta stop it right there for just a second. <laughs> this, this I mean it's so loaded. This this not that not look at the chair. I mean, I can only imagine how much that chair is in pain. But anyway, but anyways, uh, this dude, this the spit without wheezing. Yeah, this despicable person that calls himself a pastor. He is a pastor of Satan, if anything. Knowing good and well, some Pete Buttigieg is up there. Pete Buttigieg has a man that he's calling his husband, and it goes completely against the word of God. And he's going to sit there in the audacity to talk about what Christians was bad for Christians calling someone illegal. If they, if you break, if you break the law and you come here illegally, you are illegal. It's not, it's not even a mean term. It's in the dictionary. It's the definition of people coming across the border illegally. They have broken the law, the laws to, to our country. What were you going to say? Uh, well, I, I have immense, immense sympathy for that poor stool that that guy is sitting on. I don't know how he can get through a sermon with that wheezing. But, I mean, the, the, the fascinating part about all of this is, as you said, well, they're afraid to preach what's in the Bible. They're afraid to actually talk about the Word of God. And instead, they do this insanity. I mean, you can look at that guy, and that is an evil man. You just look at him. It's the posture. It's the face. It's the fact that he can't speak properly because he's so morbidly obese, I'm guessing, is why he can't talk, right? And then they have the audacity. On top of all of this, they I mean, Pete Buttigieg basically came out a couple months ago and said, if you don't accept his homosexual marriage, if you don't accept that that is wonderful and beautiful in the eyes of God, then you are not a true Christian. And that's exactly I'm, I'm now you've got this guy, this character, yeah. this 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 soul cr- or seat crushing character, I should say, uh, who's out there basically saying, if you don't love illegal immigrant immigrants, then which I mean, I guess I love him in a Christian sense. I wish they'd go back home and make their country great like we're doing here but if you aren't completely on board with illegal immigration then you're not a christian it's complete insanity and one thing i just want to quickly address well to your point that all these preachers are afraid if they tell the truth it's going to drive away their flock in my experience and god i hope nobody figures out what church i go to god help those poor christian souls if they do i'd hate for it to turn into a massive kerfuffle but one of the most conservative churches i've ever been to one of the 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 head pastor cracks jokes about hillary and trump and everybody else on on a weekly basis very, very good on the gospel. I've only disagreed once or maybe twice with anything they've ever said. And it, it's overflowing. The membership is growing year after year. More people baptized, more people going to the church, more good Christians. That's what happens when you actually preach what's in the Bible. I mean, this guy, I would hate to see what his flock looks like. This, it, this especially guy. if it looks anything like him. Well, you know what? Uh, the the scary thing, and uh, I know in the, like the black community, there's a lot of black people that's jumping on board with this, and there's a lot of young black people jumping on the board with homosexuality as if it's uh, uh, okay because it's trendy. That's why they're jumping on it. They're trendy, and then they try to associate someone's homosexual lifestyle with a person's complexion, which they're not related at all. There's zero there, but they constantly doing that, trying to say that. People that's living a sinful lifestyle have gone through the same struggles as people did in the past if they were black or not. They try to try to go through the same struggles, and it's completely, completely. And you off, would think that in a black church, they of all people would have the 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 knowledge to know that that's totally a a fraudulent comparison. Yeah, it's beyond but apples to oranges. But I mean, they it, do know. But they I, do know. I, but they still adopt it, and I don't understand it. And you know what? It runs all through me when they do that. 
they try to equate someone's sinful lifestyle to someone's complexion. And I'm like, there's, it's, there's not, there's no relationship there at all, but yet they still do it. And a lot of people do. And I've had people say, well, how can you support Trump and not support gayness over here? I mean, you're black. How, how do you do that? I'm like, what does me black have to do with it? What does that got to do with right. anything? I mean, it's, right. it's, it's, it's crazy. So let's go finish out the rest of this insane clip of this pastor from Satan. Is because people wanted to keep their slaves. I mean, we got we have to have some historical clarity around these issues. Abraham Lincoln was against the Mexican American War. Abraham Lincoln was against that war that ended up snatching territory from Mexico over the issue of slavery. So one of the things, and I know in this soundbite, you know, you don't get this when you go on this soundbite, soundbite, but. Do you think some of our candidates, you maybe, need to need to have some specific and others some specific speeches where you help educate this country on the lies we've been told that keep us so divided? Do you see this? This he's asking people as as to educate people on the lies when the Democrats have been lying to everybody from day one. That's what they're about. This Satan is the father of lies, and the Democrats lie, lie, lie to everyone because they got the orders from Satan himself. Forged in the fire of truth, firepower with Will Johnson. All right, welcome back. So you know what today is, right? Tom, I was on newswars.com today and I saw an article out there where the Pope was basically telling people not to take advantage of the holiday sales, you know, the Black Friday. And on top of that, don't take advantage of the uh, Cyber Monday, which is today, which, you know, which I'm leading into because today is Cyber Monday and we thank everyone for going to our sponsor, which is InfoWarsStore.com, and taking advantage of the Cyber Monday, which is today. Take, take advantage. I'm seriously take, serious. Take advantage. I mean, I take I take advantage. Before we came here, I went over there to the other side, and I made a purchase myself. And I'm taking advantage of the sales that's going on right now. And Cyber Monday, why not? Because I'm like, hey, I want to get it a little bit cheaper. Um, it's a great product. I'm going to get it. But anyways... I was sitting there looking on uh, newswars.com and I saw this article where the Pope was saying that, you know, because people are, you know, they have the whole Black Friday and the Cyber Monday that it's going to hurt the poor. Did you did you by chance see that, Tom? I did, Will, and it's bizarre. I mean, I can be as against consumerism as anybody else. I'm not a big fan of buying things just to buy things. But there are plenty of good arguments against consumerism that aren't. Insane, I guess is the right word. Well, yeah, I don't he quite said understand it's a, how it helps the poor. Or yeah, he said he said he said it's a virus. You know, it's a virus. Consumerism is a virus. I mean, what about he? Don't, he doesn't talk about liberalism. He's not talking about you know. I mean, I, and I can understand how people go if if he was referring to people going to these different shopping centers and then they end up fighting over the latest TV, the latest console. I don't ever like, I don't ever go out. I'll just wait until Monday anyway. If I'm going to spend any money to take advantage of the sales, I'll just wait until Monday, do it from the comfort of my 
cell phone or what have you. But, <laughs> you know, I, I don't I don't go out there and fight with people. But that's what it's become. That's what the holiday well, season Will, has become. Of course, that's not what he's talking about. I mean, he just thinks I that know. this culture. He, I guess because he I guess maybe it's like what little Michael or, or I guess now he's mini Mike Bloomberg said last week where he said high taxes help poor people by taking money away from them. Maybe the pope thinks that. Poor people are stupid and impulsive, and so they're just blowing all the money that they earn on pointless crap that they don't need. Maybe that's the point the Pope is making. But, I mean, I, what he's saying is fundamentally false, and it kind of betrays his communist worldview in which he thinks that everything is about class. And he doesn't understand. I mean, I I love the poor. If I had the money, I would uh, I would never go out on Black Friday. It's too insane. But it helps the poor immensely. When you have to have a store, a box outlet store – that is on full staff all throughout the winter. You're giving people overtime. You're giving, you're paying anything you yes. can to get people to work because you need every register open. You need security. You need to defend off the Walmart crowds that beat each other up, I guess. You need stalkers. You need everybody <laughs> on a call, everybody you can get, every warm body to work at these things. That's going to be a massive boon to the poor. You need people to ship these products. You need truckers. You need people in the factories. That's a massive, massive, wonderful thing to help the poor. Give them jobs. Get them out of poverty. Yeah, but see, they're not, they don't look at it that way. They're just trying to look at it like, oh, I have a point. Don't go out and spend money because you're hurting the poor as if the poor is not going to even spend money or buy something when they can, when they get the opportunity. And like you just mentioned, this creates jobs because they need more people to come in and work. This, that's the solution, right? More jobs, more people can work instead of just making people where they can freeload. Don't do anything and we'll, we'll be the government and we'll tell you what you can and cannot have. We'll tell you how much you can prosper. We'll tell you, we'll take care of you. This is what the government says. And then in return, you have to live on the street. In return, we're going to make sure everything's bad for you. So please go to our sponsor, InfoWarsStore.com. Take advantage of this Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. You can, I mean, seriously, it's a great idea, great opportunity. And when you do this, you help us. I'm telling you, when you make the, when you make the purchases during our show, they know it. The powers that be, they know. So you're sponsoring us by sponsoring our sponsor. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in a minute. Band that video, band that video. We'll see you in a minute. Welcome back. All right. So like we said in the last segment there, it is Cyber Monday. Please go take advantage. Infowarsstore.com. You going to Infowarsstore.com. You are helping us out here at Firepower. Okay. So Tom, Elizabeth Warren, and, I, and I've talked about this even over a year ago. Elizabeth Warren, she wants to get rid of the Electoral College. I mean, most of the Democrats do because they say we need to go by the popular vote. And I understand why they have the Electoral College in place. So that way, the smaller ruler areas don't just get overruled. They no longer have a voice, to my understanding. But they want to get rid of it because they control California, New York, and other, and, and other liberal places that would determine the elections from here on out. And that is the goal. 
So we have a video here with Elizabeth Warren saying that she wants to be the last president where the electoral college is actually in place. So she'll want it then, but then after she becomes, she want to get rid of it. So then that way she'll just always forever be in power. The Democrats will be. Let's go to it. As a presidential candidate, what are your thoughts on the electoral college? Uh, I want to get rid of it. So here's my goal. My goal is to get elected and then to be the last American president elected by the Electoral College. I want the second term to be that I got elected by direct vote. I'm ready. Popular vote. Um, I just think this is how a democracy should work. Call me old-fashioned, but I think the person who gets the most votes should win. So I'm in. I'm in. And Tom, I mean, you know, they want to get rid of it because they know that they can't control. If they could control the system, they could, could, if they could cheat and get away with it like they did in 2018, and I strongly believe that's exactly what they did in 2018, even, even the way they did with these governorships. If they, if they can for sure do that come 2020, they'll leave the electoral college in place. But a sure win for them from here on out until the end of time is for them to do away with it. Well, it's very, very bizarre to see this woman claim we live in a democracy. Of course, it's a constitutional republic because it's not supposed to be the tyranny of the 51 percent. I mean, it's an ancient joke. But what's a democracy? Well, it's two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for dinner. I mean, it's that simple. But beyond that, I mean, the reason one of the real reasons why the Electoral College was originally put in place is because Virginia at the time, one of those horrible southern states where all the racists live, well, that had a whole whole ton of people living it while a lot of the other states did not. So it was to prevent Virginia from deciding every single election. I mean, this is a state that, I mean, we would still have slavery if, if it was up to the popular vote and at one point in time. I mean, it's total and complete. To quote Joe Biden, it's a bunch of malarkey. And now we're seeing this borne out in the legal system. Dozens of states are facing lawsuits over their decision to ditch the Electoral College. It's absolutely yes. I, I mean, I feel like this is all by design, Will. I mean, it started with the Obama administration allowing states to flaunt federal law on simple issues like marijuana, which nobody really was going to be upset about. I mean, it, it, prohibition, boring, let's get over it. But now we have individual states flouting federal law when it comes to our election integrity and we've been programmed now to accept whatever a state wants well it's it supersedes federal rights well on some things it just doesn't deciding our next president you don't just get to decide we're going to invalidate the constitution on that one but that's that's exactly the point they want to remove it because if they can remove it then they can control the people even that much more i mean just like you said with the whole slavery the only reason why, because of the Electoral College, slavery is not here. If we had, if we didn't have the Electoral College, then the Democrats would still have slavery in place today. They use this to control the masses, and if they've been very successful in controlling the, the masses, and people are sitting there clapping for it, and they don't even realize it. 
Well, and they sound like a bunch of dumb college kids. I mean, I'm barely out of college, but let me tell you, my colleagues were very, very stupid. Uh, that's the typical demographic, though. I mean, look at the Democrat cities. They're the worst cities in the country. They have yes. gun laws. They have uh, extreme poverty. I mean, we heard President Trump. He was a horrible racist for pointing out that the only people thriving in Baltimore are the rats or the only creatures, I should say. <laughs> and and that is the type, that's the Democrat voter base, the rats and the denizens of Baltimore, those poor denizens. And so they, they know, I mean, these people are hooked on government benefits. They're hooked in the welfare state. They're plugged into the system. They have Stockholm syndrome on mass, and they're going to vote for whatever Democrat you want. But at the same time, I mean, I, I, I we'd probably never see another Republican president. But there, I, at the same time, I would almost like to see an experiment because if we had an electoral college, or if we didn't have it, I should say, mm. then mm. candidates would go to about five cities. Campaigning would be a whole lot more simple. And how many lefty states? You would never see another person in a state like Vermont or a state like New Hampshire. And many, many states would never again see a presidential candidate if a state like Wyoming with a couple hundred thousand people living it. And now it's very important. There's a couple electoral votes up there. You got to go a state like uh, uh, Maine, where it's very important. You can split those electoral votes. Maine can be the thing that puts you over the edge. You would never see another presidential candidate go to these states. And all of a sudden you would get liberals saying this is terrible. We have no say in our democracy. Exactly. And if it was, yeah, if it was to the benefit of Republicans, then they would be fighting against it. But because they control all of these major cities that have most of the electoral college votes, that's the reason why they wanted to do away with it. And, and, and so let's, I guess let's go on to this other clip. No, no, hold on. I want to say something else about the electoral college because I've had people send me messages, Tom, when I brought it up before saying that it goes against the constitution. They'll never be able to do it. They'll never be able to do it. But yet there is a there's a uh, list out on the web where they show all of these different states that's actually trying to move forward with it. So when the 2020 election comes up, they're already trying to say and some of them have already on the state level say that they're going to give it to whoever wins the popular vote. And yet you, I still have people sending me messages saying, well, they can't do it. They can't do it. But yet they're doing it. And it goes against the Constitution. Right. But when do Democrats care about the U.S. Constitution? Oh. Only when they can use it to their benefit. When they can use it to their benefit, then they care about the Constitution. Or when they want to make it like come Wednesday that President Trump somehow violated the U.S. Constitution, then they act like they care about the U.S. Constitution. But when it comes to these electoral college votes, they do not care about the U.S. Constitution. They are going to try to do away with it because they know if they can get rid of the electoral college, then they can win from here on out. And I still believe, uh, Tom, that Trump, is the last decent president this country will ever have. I mean, I truly well, believe people, that. And I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I truly believe that. Well, the idea that these people, the Democrats and many Republicans, frankly, care or even consider the Constitution is laughable. The First Amendment is gone. You can't you have no freedom of speech on the Internet, even though it's basically a public utility. It's a public open forum. You have no Second Amendment in how many different states in any state you can. You don't have a true Second Amendment. Uh, The Fourth Amendment is totally gone. Now look at what they're doing to President Trump. Soon you won't have a right to face your accuser. You won't be able to address your government. You won't be able to do anything. The Constitution has been shredded and thrown into the toilet in this 
country. I was saying as early as 2016 when I was just getting into politics, and I'm no – people were saying it years before I ever said it, have no doubt. The Constitution is essentially a dead document. If these people and, – and I love them. I love our viewers, but this is a major, major threat. If people think that a some words written on a piece of paper by our founding fathers, very important document, very good document, brilliant document, if they think that's going to protect us from unchecked tyranny from the left, I mean it's not going to happen. Oh. Look how many different constitutions all yes. around the world have been flouted by the left. I'm pretty sure the Soviet yes. Union had a fairly stringent constitution, didn't say anything about gulags, didn't say anything about murdering the kulaks, didn't say anything about that, yet it all happened. Yep, and we're seeing it happen right now in America. The Democrats have this coup against President Trump, and they would shred the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and rewrite it the way that they see fit, because it is actually getting in their way, because they know the U.S. Constitution is not on their side. And it's amazing that we had these men, these great men, write this before their time, and it still applies today. The U.S. Constitution still applies to every last one of us today. And the Democrats are trying to take our rights away as if it does not exist. All right, ban that video, ban that video. Go to our sponsor, InfoWarsStore.com. Cyber Monday, Cyber Monday. Take advantage. This is a commodity. Her daughter's life was not. People's lives are not commodities. When we talk about economics, there's something known as a demand curve with an elas with elasticity. And with every other commodity, you can say, how much is this phone worth to you? And you can say $100, $200. You can buy a Nokia phone. You can not have a phone at all. But you cannot ask the question, how much will you pay to be alive? How much will you pay to live? Because the answer is everything. The answer is you will pay $10, you will pay $1,000, you will go into debt, you will do anything to live. And that is what makes the price of medicine different than the price of an iPhone. Thank you very much. This, you know, AOC, I mean... Someone, a material object is not even related to, you know, a child. And we know that she's for abortion, Tom. And she, I well, mean, I'm shocked. Like, well, I thought she just came out as pro-life. That's, I mean, I know I, that's I what very... I'm saying. It's like, it's like, I'm, I'm sitting and listening to it. And I'm like, am I, what am I getting it here? She, she's like, the, the value of life means more than, uh, than this. And which is a true statement. It's like, I can't argue with it. I mean, it's like, is she getting in a moment there, a light bulb going off? Is well, I mean, these the people like her, I mean, she's obviously not a very intelligent person. I think that she is a useful idiot. I think that she's destroying a lot of institutions that deserve to be destroyed. But I mean, it's a very it's a very low IQ person who can have two completely contradictory views and not even notice it whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, on one hand, life is invaluable. Do anything we can to preserve life. Medicine should be a public uh, service because life is important. On the other hand, Kill the baby, cut it up, sell it for parts. If it's born alive, put it into a a dying room where the baby's kept comfortable and sh until you snap its In neck and sell it for. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We'll keep the babies comfortable. But so, and <laughs> I just have to also point out, AOC. What is she, what kind of phone is she using? 
this thing costs like 1100 bucks when it was new and I refuse to ever like I, I cherish this thing like it's my firstborn child because if it breaks, <laughs> I'm never getting another one. Where on earth could you get a hundred dollar phone? What phone is AOC using? We know she has a credit score in like the 200s or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm confused. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm I think, I think she was trying to say if you only want to pay $50 for your phone that you can. I mean, is that the Obama phone that's fifty? Yeah, I think it's just how how out of concept, how out of touch this woman is, where she thinks a phone is a couple hundred dollars. I don't think yeah. I don't think the cheapest phone out there is. It just shows these these leftist lunatics, these communists, these socialists, whatever word she's they want to go touch. by today, they're completely out of touch with reality. I mean, she's getting so much money. I'm guessing from her sponsors, from her the people who buy her off, from the people who invented her. Really, she probably hasn't bought anything for herself. I mean, I've seen. I don't want to out anything, but I've seen the alleged apartment she lives in. It's a very nice apartment, and it may or may not be on top of a Whole Foods in D.C. Very, very <laughs> elitist, wealthy woman. Probably doesn't buy her own groceries, let alone her own cell phones. Yeah, I would imagine so. She probably doesn't. She's so out of touch. She probably doesn't even know what the price of milk is right now. And, <laughs> but anyways, when we were in the last break, we brought up how the uh, Pope was, you know, uh, talking about, you know, going out and consumers buying stuff and and I, and I think that's all part of the whole agenda to get people to change, you know, their view on Christianity to, to be more acceptable or more to, for them to more, uh, accept more, uh, insanity that the left is pushing out. And this next video clip, Tom, is that very thing. And I don't know why anyone sitting in this Catholic church, maybe because it's Catholic and I'm not trying to sit there and down Catholics. I'm not Catholic, but if you're a Catholic, I'm just curious. If you're Catholic and we're getting ready to show you, and if you're sitting in this Catholic church, are you just going to sit there? And me personally, I would not be able to contain myself, Tom. And I'm talking about Ilhan Omar going to a Catholic church and she's calling out and she's calling upon Allah to destroy her enemies and et cetera, et cetera. And no one is saying anything. And it's like, this is what the Catholic Church is today. So don't knock me if I don't be, want to become Catholic. Let's go to it. There's a dua, a prayer in Islam that says, Allah, put courage into my heart and take away all that might hinder me in serving you. Free my tongue to proclaim your goodness. That all my understanding. Give me friends to advise and help me. That by working together, our efforts might bear abundant fruit. And above all, let me constantly remember that my actions are worthless unless they are guided by your hand. Allah. May everything that I do start well and finish well. Sustain me with your power. And in your power, let me drive away. Allah Akbar! Allah Akbar! I mean, that's the next thing you're about to hear. Allah Akbar! I mean, seriously? Now, I don't have anything against Muslims and people want to live whatever it is. Just don't harm anybody. Leave everyone else out of it. But this in the Catholic Church... And you know what? I read an article, I think it was maybe a month, a month ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, where the, the, the Pope 
is like saying that the Muslim uh, community and the Catholic community need to come together because we all worship the same God and we all have the same plans uh, for earth. And, and of course, I'm, it's a lie, Will. Yeah, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, my God, but here it is, Ilhan Omar in the Catholic Church. So I, if you're Catholic out there and you're seeing this, how does it make you feel? You know, Will, there are some good Catholic uh, congregations out there. Uh, they're probably far and few between. You'd have to vet your local priest very, very well. But I, I will just say this. I am very grateful that my ancestor, uh, my ancestors uh, went over to the Lutheran Church. Martin Luther was right about everything. And actually, Sola Scriptura goes very well because every, she's saying, uh, let everything you do be guided by Allah's hand and all of your works be done in the name of Allah. And, and uh, total insanity. But I'll just share a quick anecdote. You know, my pastor he'd heard from the liberals that you know well we all worship the same god he heard it from the pope we all worship the same god so he went to a mosque here in wichita and he took off his shoes and he got on the mat all the nonsense and he said is this true do we worship the same god and they said no you are wrong and you will burn eternally in hell for worshiping God and not Allah. So no, it's not mm-hmm. the same God. I mean, this is yeah, so, yeah, so it's insane. Not. It's fundamental. And these, I mean, I, I it's depressing. I, I have a lot of respect for the Catholic Church. I went to a Catholic college. The Catholics have done a lot of good things over the years. They spawned Lutheranism. I will say to this Catholics, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod would welcome you. Come on aboard. Well, we're fine. But I, I cannot imagine how horrific and depressing it must be to be a Catholic when you've got the Pope spouting nonsense, when you've got the church embroiled in controversy after controversy, and, and instead of focusing on fixing anything, they're focusing on welcoming the Islamic uh, yeah, wave man. that's hitting the West. Depressing. Yeah, man. It is depressing. Okay, everybody. Allah Akbar! Allah! Allah Akbar! <laughs> No disrespect. I mean, that's what they say. Allah Akbar. Go on the airplane and say that. See how it work out. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about YouTube. The CEO from YouTube talking about censorship. We'll be back in a minute. Allah Akbar. <laughs> the struggle for Wajiski is policing the site while keeping YouTube an open platform. You can go too far and that can become censorship. And so we have been working really hard to figure out what's the right way to balance responsibility uh, with freedom of speech. But the private sector is not legally beholden to the First Amendment. You're not operating under some freedom of speech mandate. You get to pick. We do, but we think there's a lot of benefit from being able to hear from groups and underrepresented groups that otherwise we never would have heard from with name-calling of Nazi or propagandists. But that means hearing from people with odious messages about gays. Mr. Lispy Queer from Vox. Women. Sex robot. And immigrants. I think the easiest way for Mexicans to not get shot and killed in Walmart is... Well, Jiski explained that videos are allowed as long as they don't cause harm. But her definition of harm can seem narrow. So if you're saying don't hire somebody because of their race, that's discrimination. Um, And so that would be an example of something that would be a violation against our policies. But if you just said white people are superior by itself, that's okay. 
and nothing else. Yes. But that is harmful in that it gives white extremists a platform to indoctrinate. We want a flourishing, healthy white race. And what about medical quackery on the site, like turmeric can reverse cancer, bleach cures autism, vaccines cause autism. Wow. See, there's been cases where some vaccines have actually harmed children and harmed people. But for some well, reason, I mean, you can't talk about that. What were you going to say, Tom? It's the biggest thing in our time. I mean, there's a reason cancer rates are going through the roof. There's a reason autism rates are going through the roof. But this, when I see this woman and her George Soros eye bags, I become infuriated. And then you have the interviewer. She's sitting there trying to say, oh, it's okay. We're still free speech. We still like speech. No, you're not anything close to free speech. You banned Alex Jones over a year ago. You've banned hundreds yeah. of people in the time since every single day. Their new policy, Will, is that if your channel does doesn't make them money. They can ban you if they feel like it. This woman is the face of evil and the people they put on there. This interviewer is the only person who may be more evil. Lauren Southern, Louder with Crowder, Nick Fuentes. These yeah. are the vile, horrible racists of our time. Lauren Southern, who retired from politics to become a wife and mother. Stephen Crowder, who hosts a, a basically a meme show where he tells jokes and does his uh, uh, prove me wrong thing. And Nick Fuentes, who describes himself as an irony bro. These are the evil people of our time. Then they throw in the quack Richard Spencer there at the end. But the interviewer wants everybody banned. And the, I, the only thing worse is that YouTube is clearly on the road toward doing this. And by the way, I love that they didn't even bring up any of the myriad of lawsuits against YouTube and Google right now. For instance, Prager University is suing them. Prager University, which has the most milk toast videos you can imagine about why conservatism is great and the right way to go. Yes. Prager University has had hundreds of videos put into a quarantine state, some banned outright, some taken down, some are, 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 are said demonetized, even though it's obviously all their content. And what you get with Prager is an old geezer up there telling you about tax reform. They've been censored to the extremes, so they're suing YouTube. The same is going, and Will, you and I have this, basically the same opinion on this, I think, but the, the LGBT population is suing mm -hmm. YouTube now because they are being discriminated against. So nothing this woman says, this Wajiki woman, nothing she says <laughs> is truthful. She is a liar. She looks like George Soros with a wig on, and that only person worse may be that interviewer. Yeah, put it back on the screen as B-roll real quick for us. So everyone can get a visualization with a get a visual on what Tom is uh, talking about there. You know what, Tom, they have a thing right now where YouTube is coming out saying that uh, you have to say if your video is, you know, for uh, for 18 year. They say for 18 and older, but mm -hmm. in actuality is for anyone that's 13 and older. And if you put anything out there. That, you know, that kids just might happen to watch that you're subject to be subject to lose your channel as well. And even and then if you put on there saying, OK, this is kid friendly, they're going to remove all of the chats. They're going to remove all of the comment section. They remove your monetization because you can no longer make money if you just do informational videos, no matter what it is. And a kid might watch it. You can't make money from it. You have to go in there and say, hey, this might be for adults only and kids can't watch it. But then at the same time, you do that and say, oh, you're giving me the OK to censor you. 
Well, and that's well, what it's well, all coming down further. to. Because so now you get to mark whether your channel is meant for children. Okay, so you say you upload a video that's meant for children. Well, then all of a sudden no more ads will be served on that video. Your channel is no longer economically viable, and YouTube can delete the channel. This is the uh, – they may be worse censors than Facebook or Twitter at this point, though it's, de- I, it's definitely a contest, and I'm not yes. quite sure who is in the lead. But the policies <laughs> that this woman is imposing upon people is totally insane. This is the face of modern evil. This is the modern censor. This is Pravda. These are the people who are deciding what is okay for you to consume and what is not okay. Alex Jones, who is a talk show host who has been doing this on the public airwaves, which used to be much more stringent than the Internet, who has been doing his show on the public airwaves for a quarter century now. He's totally fine over the air, but no, not on YouTube. They must kill him. They must make it impossible. In fact, you can't even upload a clip of him. You can't even upload a funny video of him hanging out with llamas anymore on YouTube. Your entire channel is liable to be taken down. The insanity of these people knows no bounds. And again, I mean, I guess it's why we have to be here, Will. It's, I guess it's why we have to have Band.Video. That's why everybody yeah, has to get exactly. their own platform because of this vile woman and her sore yes, size. Exactly. And on top of that, the next video that we're getting ready to play, they're on there talking about, okay, some of the moderators that's looking at these videos are starting to be uh, following along the conspiracy. And who gets to decide who's a conspiracist or not? Who gets to decide what 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 is a conspiracy theory? Who gets to decide that? The left get they they say if if it goes against everything that they agree with, then it must be a conspiracy. So let's go to this clip right now that's talking about that very thing. And we use a combination of people and machines. So Google as a whole has about 10,000 people that are focused on controversial content. I'm told that it is very stressful Mm -hmm. to be looking at these questionable videos all the time and that there's actually counselors to make sure that there aren't mental problems for the people Mm -hmm. who are doing this work. Is that true? It's a very important area for us. We try to do everything we can to make sure that this is a a good work environment. Um, Our reviewers work five hours of the eight hours reviewing videos. They have the opportunity to take a break whenever they want. I also heard that these monitors, reviewers, sometimes they're beginning to buy the conspiracy theories. I've definitely heard about that, and we work really hard with all of our reviewers to make sure that, you know, we're providing the right services for them. And Tom, that's the very reason why they took Alex Jones off of there, because Alex Jones started getting through to the people, because Alex Jones was talking about tomorrow's news today, and they were like, oh, wait a minute. He was right. We were trying to depict him as a bad man, but he was right. So they have to remove him because people with inside of the company started saying, oh, wait a minute. He's making sense. And I'm like, oh, we right. can't have that. So we have you need you need to go see a therapy if Alex Jones is making sense to you in go in YouTube. I mean, I guess you need antidepressants if you start to believe, hey, maybe unchecked illegal immigration isn't the best thing for the country. I guess maybe you need therapy and a new prescription for a God knows what pill if you start to believe that the global elite may not have what's best in mind for you. This is all what you need therapy now, according to Susan Wajiki, the face of George Soros with the wig. I mean, this is the most upside down, insane thing you can imagine. And these are the people who decide, again, what it's okay for you and me to talk about. There's a good 
good chance that this show, if Firepower were uploaded to YouTube, you and I would have a permanent lifelong ban. If they ever find these videos, they're probably going to give us a permanent lifelong ban just for saying things like what we're saying now, because it's not allowed. You're not allowed to discuss the freedoms that we, you're not allowed to discuss anything that is political in nature. Uh, YouTube is by and large a, 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 you know, they might as well just relabel it Chicom tube at this point. It is total yeah. insanity. It's contrary Wait, to you know everything what? that America is about. There is a firepower, uh, YouTube channel and I will take clips and upload it to there, but I have to be cautious because of the YouTube Nazis would delete our channel and we don't want that. All right. We'll be back in a minute. Bandai video, Bandai video, Cyber Monday, InfoWarsStore.com, Cyber Monday, InfoWarsStore.com. Take advantage of the sale. You can't beat it. Take advantage. We'll be back. The liberal elite have given us a ridiculous sentencing system. I don't care whether these people were in jail for six years or 12 years. If you have committed mass murder, you know, or plan to commit mass murder, you're not just an ordinary criminal. You've got the virus of jihadism. And I think these people, Darren, should never, ever be let out of prison unless we're absolutely convinced they do not have the jihadi virus. But, of course, political correctness stops us from doing this. The jihadi virus, the jihadi virus. I mean, seriously, they should not see the light of day. If they already committed the terrorist act, why are they out again? Why are you letting them out? And you know what, Tom? I see a pattern between liberalism over the planet. I see a pattern. They let the liberal, the, the liberals, the leftists, the communist, socialist, Democrats, no matter where they are on the planet, they will let these people out, and then guess what happened? They go and commit these horrific crimes. Same thing happened here. They let a monster out of jail, and guess what happened? He decided to go get a gun that he supposedly stole out of a police officer vehicle and killed Kay Steinle. It's a pattern here. They let him out, and this is exactly what we get. And the, dem the, dem the left, the Democrats, they're like, Shh, say nothing. This is what we want because we have an agenda here. That's right. I mean, it's the plan. Uh, it's absolutely the plan. It's the inside theory, the inside scheme on how to destroy the West, and they're doing it very well. I mean, that's precisely what happened in London. They let the guy out of prison. He was arrested for essentially being a radical Muslim who was planning to kill people. They let him out, and he what's he go do? He kills two people on London Bridge and has to be stopped by a, a brave Polish immigrant, if I understand correctly, who uh, impaled him with a narwhal tusk, one of the most uh, obscenely brave moments in Western civilization that I think we'll ever see. But I, I do also just want to point out that I'm very uh, impressed and I'm very encouraged to see Nigel Farage taking a harder stance on radical Islam. He has, of course, in the past been very uh, nice regarding them. He won't talk about them, basically. He just won't bring it up, and he thinks that this is going to save him in the minds of the liberal loony left in the UK, which, of course, is even more insane. Well, we just published, like, five articles today. They're trying to teach kindergartners about gay sex. They, uh, they They're... Yep. They, it, Total insanity happening in the UK makes the United States look conservative still. But 
now yep. he seems to be coming out. He seems to realize that this is the critical issue of our day. We have hordes and hordes. The, U- the UK has the l- quickest replacement rate where they're getting rid of the native population and bringing in these Muslims to, I guess, kill them on London Bridge. The quickest replacement rate of any Western nation in the world. So I'm very glad that Nigel Farage and hopefully the entire Brexit party are taking this seriously. And I hope Boris Johnson, the prime minister, is as well, because I, for one, I enjoy Great Britain. I enjoy British culture, not so much on the food, but the culture is nice. (laughs) And I hope that it survives uh, my lifetime. Yeah, well, if the left has it their way, it won't. And, you know, speaking about the left, let's talk about diversity. You know, the left, they say they all want to be diverse and they want to be open and loving and compassionate. But we have terrorists that hate us because of our diversity. But yet you have the left talking about we need to be open and we need to be more diverse. So but then they turn around and support these same terrorists. Okay, so let's play this clip with these with with, with exactly what I'm talking about here. Let's go to it. Still as a figurehead, what can you do? What do you need to do to actually bring the people of the capital of this country together? Well, first, we've got to remind ourselves why we're a target. Why does a man like this want to attack us? It's because he hates the fact that we're pluralistic. We don't just tolerate each other. We respect and celebrate and embrace each other. He hates the fact that you've got Muslims, Christians, Jews, rich, poor, Sikhs, Buddhists, those members of an organized faith, those that aren't members of the LGBT plus community, uh, all getting on together really well. They hate that. And uh, what we're going to do is make sure we remind ourselves we're a beacon for the rest of the world. We celebrate our civil liberties. We have human rights. And they hate that. And it's really important that we, um, you know, are confident. Uh, we have the right posture and body language to show, you know what, we're not going to... And they hate that. And they hate that. But yet you have Democrats want to bring all of them here because they hate that. So what do you think they're going to do when they get here? Do you think they're going to be like, oh, thank you, liberals, for bringing us over here. Allah Akbar! Don't, don't disregard my, my brother that said that. Allah Akbar! I mean, it, it's a fantasy, Will, and the UK, they're not getting on famously. They're not, there's acid attacks every other day. Right. They seem to be terror. Well, I wrote an article where the left was calling the terrorist attack a false flag. It's a, it's a con- terrible conspiracy theory when Alex Jones or Infowars do it, but when the, uh, when, when the left and the UK do it, it's fine. That was, that was bizarre. But I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm looking for a fair use image of the 2019 London Bridge terrorist attack, and I typed oh. that in to my engine that gives me a, a public domain image so I don't get sued by somebody who took the picture. And I'm doing it, and I'm looking, and I'm scrolling, and I'm scrolling, and all I see, Will, are results for the 2017 London Bridge terror attack. They have a massive problem in this country. They have grooming gangs that are raping women by the hundreds that we know of, possibly by the thousands. They're kidnapping people. They kill them and cannibalize them. They're eating children over there. They're throwing acid in women's faces. They're stabbing people. There's the new initiative, Bend That Knife, where the solution is to just throw your knife in a trash can, and now the knife bins are getting stolen from. (laughs) It's total and complete bedlam in the United Kingdom. And this guy, this anti-Trump little tiny mayor, Sadiq Khan, the, uh-huh. the first uh, immigrant Islam, whatever it is, mayor of London, he, he thinks that things are going well. I mean, if they keep electing this guy, maybe the people of the UK do deserve what they get. Yeah, it's really looking that way, right? So let's change it up real quick before we run out of time here. Climate change. So we still have the left that's still pushing this whole climate change. As long as you pay money into it, 
It'll fix all the issues. And right now, we're about to lose everything. We're about to come to an end. We probably won't even make 2030 now, Tom, because of climate change. Oh, my goodness. We got to do something, Tom. It's about it's a dire moment. We're going to lose. We're going to lose. Go to it. We are confronted now with a global climate crisis. And the point of no return is no longer over the horizon. It is in sight and early towards us. The scientific community has provided us with a roadmap to achieve this. According to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, we must limit global temperatures rise to 1.5 degrees Celsius, reach carbon neutrality by 2050, and reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 45% from 2010 levels by 2030. But let's be clear, until now, our efforts to reach these targets have been utterly inadequate. Public opinion is waking up everywhere. Young people are showing remarkable leadership and mobilization. More and more cities, financial institutions and businesses are committing to the 1.5 degree pathway. And that was recently clearly proved during the Climate Action Summit uh, in New York. We're not gonna make it, Tom. We're not gonna make it. I can't even, I can't even get out. I can't even get out of the studio without the climate change killing all of us. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you sit there and allow this to happen? Shame on you. People are dying. <laughs> you stole my childhood as I sail around the world on a luxury yacht. No, it's, it's all, yeah. I, I, I've read two articles and I saw multiple Twitter verified losers say this recently. The new hot take, Will, is climate change is not just about the climate. I, I guess that's part of it. But what they want to do, like they're all against nuclear power, which is the cleanest, best form of energy that we could go to, in my humble, non-scientific opinion. And they're all firmly against nuclear power because it doesn't attack the hierarchy. It doesn't tax people. It doesn't redistribute wealth. There have been multiple of these top client lunat climate lunatics come out and say that this is really about classism. This is really about communism. This is really about changing society in the mold of the future. And that's what this is really about. The climate. Uh, do I like clean air? Yes. Do I like clean water? Yes. Do I want the, the, the country to be beautiful and pristine for my children? My children? Of course. Who the hell doesn't? But the, the world is not going to end. And by the way, of course, it is the globalist United Nations that is now parroting this tune. And Greta Thunberg, you know, they've had five or six of these little climate wonderkins over the past 30 years. And every five or six years when they age out, they get yep. another one to go and repeat the same lies. Or sometimes, you know, it used to oh, be yeah. the ozone layer, then it was yep. global warming. Now it's yep. climate change. It just keeps changing. But they always have some wonderkin. And you got to give credit to little Greta, the, co the high school dropout. Uh, she's getting the propaganda out there better than any of her predecessors. Exactly. So I have one one more clip that we're going to go out with, and this was from Prager University, and you actually brought him up. So let's just go ahead and roll it. Good night, everybody. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? I mean, the, the, the ice caps are getting bigger, and yet they want everyone to believe the opposite. They are lying to you.
God's willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Don't forget Wednesday. And don't forget, today is Cyber Monday. Still got a little time. Cyber Monday. God bless you.